Welcome to the Vegan Life Coach Podcast, where we coach you to coach yourself. And now it's time to become plan empowered with your co-hosts, 25-year vegan Ella Majors and mindset master Stephanie Aguilar. Hey there, Empowered Vegan Lifers. Ella here with my co-host Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Hey, Ella. How are you? I am doing quite well today. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing great. Good. Well, before we dive deep in today's training on meal mapping, which is our term for meal planning and prepping, let's do a little (laughs) check-in. Talk to us, Stephanie. What's going through your mind today? You know, I have had quite the morning, you know, with this whole COVID-19 thing, I am juggling more, I think, than I am used to juggling. And right now, um, homeschooling is um, my... I don't even know how to, how do you, how do you catch that positively? How do I do that? (laughs) You don't have to. Okay, good. I don't, but yeah, (laughs) because I can't, I appreciate my children's teachers so much because I used to think my kids were all really very studious. I thought they were very, you know, self-directed and all of that. They are not, my children are not. They, uh, (laughs) they, they need me for, for every little thing when it comes to schoolwork. I am completely clueless when it comes to my oldest son, Jack's math. I don't know what I'm doing. I am a little bit too on top of the English parts of things and it doesn't work well for anybody. So I am pulling, pulling my hair out today about, uh, (laughs) about homeschooling. I can only imagine, and I hear it from people all the time, like the people in our plant power coaching program, what they're going through. Everybody seems to be able to relate to exactly what you're saying. I certainly can't because my fur baby, I mean, she is going a little, I think she's going a little senile. Stir crazy. Oh, shy, shy. She started barking at the walls, like just going over to the wall and starts barking at the wall. So (laughs) I don't know what's going on with her, but- for me, I'm I'm doing pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah. Just, just giving me an opportunity to to really do a lot more work, <laughs> which is <laughs> yes. which is only good because I love the hell out of what I do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm yeah. with you. Cool. <laughs> and what I'm celebrating, actually, what was on my mind this morning is my sencha tea. <laughs> oh. And yeah. I'm not, I'm not getting paid. This is not a sponsorship. <laughs> I actually love this Sencha shot tea, which I don't know if you've ever, you've, you've taken it, Stephanie, right? Oh yeah. You've gotten me hooked on that yeah. as well. Love it. Yeah, It's powerful stuff. It's this little <laughs> shot in this little can of a really dark Japanese green tea. And it just, I love how it doesn't give me the jitters. It gives me the sustained energy Uh, Not that we really need it when we're eating our best and doing all the things that we need to do. And I am working on cutting back uh, on caffeine, but that's really all I've been using. So that's, you know, that's not terrible. So I just love it. But I think I might only need half a can. So I drink a whole can today. So if I'm "Ah," all over the place, that's what's going on. (laughs) I hear you. You know, I remember my first shipment of Sencha. And I was so excited about it, but I got it about seven o'clock at night Uh and I was so excited and I didn't even think about it being, you know, this power punch. And yeah, I think I was up for three days after that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I I ordered it um, by the case 
from Amazon. And speaking of Amazon, I do, we do have a business page, you guys, in this, again, we're not getting sponsored by Sinja, but we do have a business page on Amazon where I put all our favorite products on the page so you can go and see what we use. We actually use and recommend uh, the Cinchas on there. And the cool thing is it's a great way for you guys to support the show without having to spend an extra dime. Um, so just know if I'm going to put it in the show notes, if you are shopping on Amazon, if you want to bookmark our page, it would be so helpful in all the things that we're doing. Just know that that is going to help us continue to bring you the free resources that we work really hard to create for you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe we should put a section on there. I've been using Amazon a lot for bribery for my children. Mm, Tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll just say, listen, you, you know, if you finish your, um, your math homework, you can go on Amazon and, (laughs) and tell me, tell me what $5 item you want. And maybe we should put a child bribery section. Let's do it. A vegan cruelty. Cause everything we recommend is obviously vegan and cruelty cruelty free. Yes. $5 section for kid bribes. Yes. There are lots of vegan products that are incredibly good for bribery. Hmm. I think that's a fantastic idea. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Saying nothing about my parenting skills. Fantastic. (laughs) Well, enough of all that. Let's, uh, I'm going to let you take the lead, Stephanie, on this meal mapping stuff. Okay. Yeah. You know, we are going to talk about how to handle a family that isn't on board when you're transitioning to being vegan, but I do think that meal mapping is an important part of that. And I I think for a lot of us, we go to adopt a vegan lifestyle and we we think about not necessarily the everyday parts of being vegan. And part of that is what am I going to eat? You know, what do I eat now? We make these decisions based on a lot of different reasons, but you know, eating, we do it several times a day. So it's an important part of planning, planning what we do for our lives. And I think a lot of people really fall down in this area because they're just simply not prepared. So you might turn to some old habits. You might turn to strictly eating the vegan ready-mades, which you know often have a lot of preservatives and non-nutritive content. And it's become quite easy to be vegan, a lot easier than I'm guessing it was 25 years ago, Ella. Um, just a little, and I, I will just say, since you mentioned that, that I feel very fortunate back in the day, I, I love back in the day when I turned <laughs> vegan, back in the old days. Yeah, uh, when you were walking uphill both ways. To, <laughs> in the snow. In the snow to get to your vegan vittles, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, there was zero products 25 years ago, honestly, and uh, so I... I only knew Whole Foods, which for me, I, at this point, I'm so grateful. Back then, I didn't know any difference, so it was fine. But then when they started to come out with the vegan cheese back then, like 20 years ago, holy shit, that was <laughs> disgusting. I can't even tell you. So we've come a long way, and now it's like the opposite problem people have, that there's just so much out there that it's hard to choose the whole foods, which we know are the healthy options to go with, when there's such a huge variety of vegan convenience foods now. Yeah, there are so many options for convenience, but if convenience isn't your way and you're looking to make more nutritious choices that match your vegan values, I think there's a couple of ways to go. 
And first is the straight out meal planning. And this can be done in a variety of ways. First, you can do it the old fashioned way. You pick out your recipes, you schedule your meals on the calendar, make a shopping list, meal prep and get it done, right? And another way could be using a service or an app. Forks over knives is a good one. Emails, I know I've, I've used both of those, but there's a million out there. These provide you with the recipes, the schedule, the grocery list, and they even give you prep ahead advice. They're good services, especially if you have a relatively predictable schedule and you know that people in your life are going to just eat whatever it is that you put on the table. And like I said, I've used both of those and I think they're great, but I know for me, I need a little bit more flexibility in my life. And I really have to tell you for years, meal planning for me was just the last thing I wanted to do. It was just dreaded. Even though I knew meal planning would probably make my life easier in key moments, I still really avoided it. And this just often landed me in a world of trouble when I was a new vegan by putting it off. And frankly, it was just overwhelming and complicated to me. And I would always just feel guilty for either not being prepared or for wasting food or wasting money. So if you're like me and you want the ultimate inflexibility while still being prepared, I think meal mapping is really the way to go. And meal mapping is just a little bit different than planning, meal planning, because it isn't as rigid. It isn't as scheduled. What do you think, Ella? Yeah, I, I just think this is so exciting. Like I just get excited talking about it because I am the same way. I don't want I don't want to plan out every meal. I want to have, you know, things that I can go in the kitchen and just whip something up in 10 minutes and know that it's going to be healthy and delicious. So I think from listening to all our listeners, that's what they want. The meal planning, you can do it for only so long, a lot of us, because we've got just other things that take priority, right? But this is Oh, I'm just excited about all the things you're about to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's much simpler. It's more streamlined. It's it's a better approach for most people to being prepared in the kitchen. And so I just want to provide some quick tips to make that happen. This is what's worked for me and it's what's worked for so many of our members. So here's my first one. I would suggest to you to build a go-to list of ingredients, things that you always want to have on hand. So instead of just buying random ingredients that don't really work well together, create a very intentional pantry mix and match of foods. And by pantry, I don't just mean, you know, the standalone dry goods. My pantry encompasses the whole edge of my kitchen, including my, my freezer and my, and my fridge. So when I say pantry, I really mean everything that you're going to keep on hand. And so you might just make up a list of ingredients that you really love to eat. And you can combine those things in a hundred different ways. So when you do this, you can just really combine an endless amount of a variety of easy and delicious meals. So to get you started in this, you might think in terms of building blocks. And I think of them in terms of six essential food categories. First is the whole grains. And second is proteins. Third, I look at fruits. Fourth, vegetables five milks, and that's milk with a Y. So uh, I think of non-dairy milks. And then I say my sixth category is electives. So electives I think of as spices or maybe olive oil, those types of things that don't necessarily fit into the other categories that you really do find yourself looking for. So what are some of the staples that you, that you keep around, Ella? 
Oh yes, my staples. And these are things, you know, that are always on the grocery list. So they're just things, if I'm out, I just make a check mark and I need to buy them the next time. So it doesn't take any extra thought. Yeah. Uh, chickpeas. Yes. Yes. <laughs> chickpeas are, are a staple for me. I even eat them for breakfast. And we'll, we'll talk in another episode about more specific, like things that we eat for recipes and all that good stuff. But chickpeas, always arugula, spinach, fresh, fresh fruits and vegetables that I can use for snacks. So apples with peanut butter or almond butter or cashew butter or any type of nut butter, carrots with nut butter. Uh, I look for very simple stuff like that uh, and always lots of salad ingredients. So arugula and spinach and tomatoes and Avocado, of course. Of course. Yes. Can you be vegan and not have avocados in your kitchen? I am, I'm not sure. I don't think I've ever met a vegan who doesn't use and like and love avocado. I don't think I have either. But if there's a listener out there who doesn't love avocados, we would love you to come on and <laughs> see how us. that works for you. <laughs> How do you do it without avocado? No, avocado and vegan? Is it possible? (laughs) You are the unicorn. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. Oh, sunflower seeds, uh, hemp seeds, walnuts, uh, nuts that I sprinkle on top of my salads and beans to go in the salads and veggies to go in the salads are my main ones. And of course, vegan milk to make smoothies. I guess those are my main yeah. You know, I think our go-to lists are probably very similar because you've had such a big influence on me mm. in the way, in the way that I eat. Um, and so a lot of those things are in my, my kitchen as well. Oh yeah. And bonza pasta. Oh, bonza pasta. That's a game changer. Mm-hmm. Chickpea pasta made completely from chickpeas. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's the only thing I ever buy when it comes to pasta. Yeah. Delicious. Delicious. So second, think in terms of flavor profiles. Do you enjoy Thai food? How about Mexican or Italian? And if you think in these ways, the absolute best tip I can give you in meal mapping is to create a couple of sauces, dressings, or spice blends and just rotate them throughout the week. If you think in terms of flavor rather than just ingredients, you can fit your go-tos into meals more easily. So for example, I always have quinoa, lentils, cauliflower, and broccoli on hand. And I can mix and match those ingredients in a hundred different ways through first considering the flavor profile and then tying it together with a sauce or a dressing. So I can create a bowl and put a Thai peanut sauce on top, or I can saute all those ingredients together with some cumin and some Mexican oregano and throw it in a tortilla with cilantro and onion and there's a taco. So I'm telling you with a good dressing or a sauce, you can get absolutely fearless in the kitchen and make anything taste good. Best tip I, I have. Can I break in? Yes. With the sauces. The you, sauces. You, you guys, Ella just raised her hand. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Ella. Is it my turn? Yes, my homeschooling. I want to turn. I want to Apparently, turn. my homeschooling skills have gotten much better in the last three minutes. That's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> what I love about this, Stephanie, and I love when you introduce this to me, is that sauces and dressings that you buy in the store have so much junk in them in general. So much junk. Yeah. And the ones that don't are so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So this gives you a way to really know what you're putting in your body and to do it if you are going for more of an oil-free way of living, which some people are, and that's fantastic, then you can make sauces without oil. 
Or if yeah. you're cutting back on sodium, you can make it with less sodium. You have all this control and it's fresh and there are preservatives. And I think a lot of the times, you know, I have a friend, I won't name his name, Johnny, <laughs> who, who still eats Caesar dressings or Caesar salads. And he's, he like brags to me and says, Ella, I ate a salad for lunch. And I'm like, what kind of salad did you eat for lunch, Johnny? And he said, a Caesar salad. And I'm like, oh no, oh no. Do you know what's in that dressing? It's junk. Yes. So we can really kind of sabotage ourselves if we don't really take a look closely at the sauces and dressings we use. So this is fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, if you really think about it, you, you aren't saving any time necessarily by buying one versus just going ahead and making it. And making a dressing or a sauce takes 10 minutes at the most. If you figure in your time looking for all of that, looking through ingredients, looking, you know, running to the store to get all of that, well, then you are way ahead in terms of time. And once you start doing this, you won't go back to the bottle. You just won't. It just doesn't taste the same. Plus, I think that you're right. If we're really wanting the most nutritional bang for our buck, then we have to know what's in our food. And that includes right down to what we're putting in a salad dressing. Definitely. Nutritional bang for your buck. Nutritional bang for your buck. Yes. Yes, yes absolutely. Okay. So number three, map a few meal types that you want throughout the week. So instead of planning for individual recipes, you just map out a few meal types. And by meal types, I mean things like soup, salad, sandwiches, bowls, tacos, stir fries. Uh, I got to throw in the Midwestern favorite, casseroles. Got to put that in there. <laughs> oh, can I throw in then Southern cooking, Southern casseroles, like breakfast casserole with, Heck yeah. with tofu and, oh yeah, biscuit. Okay. Layered with a biscuit on the bottom, all vegan, of course. Oh yeah, of course, of course. So do the hash brown. Have you mm. had the hash brown hot dish? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Soul cooking. Yeah. So this will just provide you with some structure without complication. Once you've decided on the meal type for your week or several different types, if you want, you can just check your go-tos, see what you've got on hand, and then you can just make a loose plan of how you're going to mix and match things choose a sauce, select a protein, a veggie, and, and so on. And then you just create a really quick grocery list to round out what you have on hand and uh, you're ready, Freddy, for, for whatever you want during the week. You know, tacos are a big one in our house. My husband is first-generation Mexican. So I have really learned to make vegan tacos so that everybody loves them. But I can put a variety of different ingredients in the taco. So you're, if you're coming to my house, you're probably going to have a taco at some point, but the ingredients might be a little bit different, just depending. And even in that, you can um, go back up to the second tip and you can make a Thai taco and uh, yeah, really mix it up. So. Oh, such a cool idea. Well, thank you. A Thai taco. A Thai taco. Oh yeah. Yeah. I made those the other night and it was so, they were so good. We didn't use tortillas, but we, we wrapped them in uh, lettuce uh-huh. and we put some cabbage on top through some, uh, quinoa and, and cauliflower and some Thai peanut sauce and some cilantro and they were delicious. Really good. Love it. All right. So finally is prepping ahead. Now I am not, not, I don't spend hours and hours and hours in the kitchen prepping for the week. I think this can be a really simplified process that's going to save you a lot of time during the week. 
I absolutely love to cook, but I'm not spending hours in the kitchen at one time creating full meals. So I just do a few things on usually Sunday and Wednesday that make my life easier throughout the week. I just do four things. I roast a bunch of vegetables. I make the weekly dressings and sauces. I make a batch of lentils and I make a batch of quinoa. And this just cuts down on my time throughout the week because some of those things take a little bit. You know, roasting vegetables can take a half an hour. You know, making a pot of lentils can take about 25 minutes. It's not a lot of time. You can do them all at once, but that's time that you can cut down on your schedule during the week. So I I find that if I'm prepared with all of those things, then I have absolutely no reason to run to Burger King for an Impossible Whopper or to Taco Bell for a bean burrito. Um, Not that those things aren't fun every once in a while, but definitely, you know, in my past life, that was the way life worked. And by being prepared, there's no reason to do any of that. Taco Bell was my jam back in college. You know, this was was 20 years ago. Yes. 22 years ago when I got to college, uh, when, you know, most people are, are doing the ramen noodles and they did have one of the ramen noodles was vegan. And then there was this like 79 cents bean burrito at Taco Bell that just had beans and some onions in it. Yep. That was a staple for me in college, you know? Oh yeah. Run for the border. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. But you know what I thought of also is that this way of doing things is so much more empowering in a sense because yeah. than following somebody else's meal plan. First of all, I find it very tedious to go through and write down someone else's ingredients to a recipe, which may not be things that you'd normally get. So then you're at the store looking. It, it's time, To me, that's more time consuming than once you get this set up, then this is really a breeze. Do you find that? Yeah, it really is a breeze. And if we're, I mean, if we're talking about empowerment, which we always do, I think anytime you are creating control within your world, then you are empowering yourself to make your own decisions. And this can be moment to moment decisions. If you are prepared in this way, then you are empowered to eat in a way that is not only in line with your values, but also in line with the taste of the moment, whatever you have a taste for in the moment but it's also really nutritious and good for you. You know, it really takes the overthinking out of it, but it puts in the intentional part of things. And I think, you know, where you put your intention, where you put your attention is where, you know, where your life is. So even in these moment to moment things, such as, you know, making a taco, there's empowerment in making a taco, the right kind of taco. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think we've got a variety of listeners in a different places on their vegan journey, right? We've got the people that are just vegan curious, kind of throwing around the idea. There are people in the transition, vegetarians looking to go vegan, vegans for 20 years like me or more. Yeah. And none of that makes a difference when, when it comes to this. You get to choose. That's the empowering piece of this. And that's why it can be so applicable to anyone and everyone, family, single, vegan, not, you know, this works for so many different people. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And all are welcome. And this is a strategy that will really change the way that you think about food. Yay. (laughs) All right. Well, Stephanie, thanks for leading us on that really useful applicable training. And we're going to wrap it up here. You guys make sure to hit that subscribe button. So you don't miss an episode. And head on over to our website where we will always have a gift waiting for you. A place to leave us a message with your questions 
and apply to be coached on an upcoming episode. And of course, if you are loving what you hear, we would be extremely grateful if you'd leave us an authentic review and use the share feature to invite all the people you care about in this world to listen to. Until next time. Until next time.